Welcome to the Draft Doctors Fantasy Footy Podcast with your hosts, John Crockett, Steve Fizz, and the Statesman. G'day listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. This week we are ranking our top 30 AFL fantasy forwards. My God, there's going to be some spicy takes, I feel. It's a uh, it's a bit of a landmine of a position Traditionally, um, and you generally have to wait for some injuries to find the gold. But uh, there's no shortage of gold from this man. Cam, how are you? Jeez, I did not expect that intro. And oh my God, what what is this? It can't be a good sign for the rest of the pod, but very, very good and a few tins deep. So I apologize if there are many more obscenities than usual. But Steve, I've done some research coming into today and uh, I just want to quickly say that, you know, of the... You know, thir- are we doing 30? What are we doing? 40? 30. 30? 30. We're doing 30? Yeah. Okay, so of the 30 players, so last year, 40 players that are listed as forward averaged above 70 for this year, right? So we're talking about it gets pretty deep, by the way, of 30, and 18 of those managed 75 or less, right? So yep. we're talking, it, it's, it, it gets- bunches up. It bunches up hard. Bunches up hard and early. So, uh, whilst we still got some really nice additions on the top end of the pool, the drop-off is still quick and I, I think really similar to last year, whereas last year it was sort of after five, it dropped off really heavily. This year it's kind of 10. And then from after 10, it, it, it you know gets a bit lottery picky. All I heard was it's far deeper uh, so yeah, very good. We're, we're kicking off the New Year's with p- positive vibes. It's good vibes. Uh, somebody's got some great vibes. Jono, what's happening? You're back. Happy New Year, boys. Happy New Year, listeners. Uh, yeah, it is all positive. Uh, there was out there on the Twitters that uh, I'm going to be a hashtag girl dad. Uh, finally, everyone says congrats on the sex. It wasn't the sex. It was actually IVF. So all I did was jerk off into a cup and job done. But um, it is all good, except for the start of my new year. I'm going to bring it down a little bit. Sitting here in ISO as a possible COVID positive, waiting on my PCR test. So I'm just glad I bought two slabs of beer before I actually got locked down in my own fucking home. So cheers, lads. There's, there's so, a couple of things there. You're, you're double positive. So does that make you a negative is the, the start? I had, I've had three rapid tests. The first one was negative. The second one was positive. The third one was negative. Mm. With no symptoms, and then conclusive, fucking oh! And then, and then, can we say you know we can't say congrats on the sex, but can we say congrats on the aim? You got yeah, it in the cup, bro. You got it in the cup. the cup. That's a good sign. Back of the net. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah. Well. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm just going to move on from that. That's, that's fine. Um, Oh, no, I've seen the listener questions, and you know, there's, we're hitting some areas tonight. Uh, but Jono. Uh, if people don't know, when you're determining your draft order, we, we've done ours from the Royal Rumble. So the way um, you get a wrestler via Lucky Dip, and when they get thrown out of the ring, countdown from 10 to 1. And that's who you got. The first entrant in the Royal Rumble, Johnny Knoxville. Oh, yeah. No, my luck. I'm going to pick him. He's going to come out. He's going to fight. I don't know who the biggest baddest dude is now. Kane or fucking... No, Braun Strowman's not even there anymore. I don't know who the biggest, big, biggest guy would just pick him up and... Fucking throw him over the top rope and I'll get pick 10. I'll be happy with that. Johnny Knoxville. But that's good. The Rumble The Rumble is going to be on Sunday, Australian time this year. I think uh, the 28th of... Four weeks away. 
Four weeks away. Has, so, yeah. has anyone Great seen gen. Bam Margera recently? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's not something you want to see. It, yeah. yeah. I did see some photos. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, anyway, listeners, we'll be moving on with the uh, top 30 AFL Fantasy ranks. But, of course, you've got until the end of the month to get your... Listener League entries in. That's right. We're still planning on drafting in person unless really things go to absolute shit. I put my word on it. So if it goes to absolute hell, we won't be drafting in person. We'll do something else. But dioramas. You're going to make a diorama. Drafting in Melbourne. If you can be there, get it in. You don't seem impressed about the diorama idea. Go fuck yourself. You didn't come up with anything. No, but yeah, I didn't. But I'm actually really excited. I'm I'm hoping someone just writes a... Silverchair diorama song about the draft doctors. I think that's a you know bit of a swerve there. Come on, there's no swerving. Put it in a shoebox, <laughs> like your semen, and then tip it in. No, all right, let's kick it off. We're talking ranks. We're talking ranks. Oh, so we're uh, working off Jono. Jono, there was a lot of positive feedback about working off Stato's list last week, one by one. So the people like that. So we're going to continue with that. Because we love the people. So, Jono, we're working we off do. your AFL Fantasy top 30 forwards list. Hit us. Timmy Taranto cannot go past him. I think that's pretty just a, pretty much a layup for everyone, I think. Timmy Taranto, average of 91. Seen him go 110. Uh, the only thing, question is, what's his role going to be for the first, what, half dozen weeks uh, without Toby Green? Yeah, absolutely. That's a massive question, Mark. Cam, what are your thoughts? I've got some thoughts. They're probably different. I well maybe so I actually think they've got enough talent there to fill the role. I I, I find it hard to believe that they're going to try to throw him forward again when they've got people coming forward in the forward position to be really strong performers. But you know the 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 downside is they got rid of Finn Layson in the off season, so there is a spot there for them to need to fill. But I kind of think. Fuck, he just brained it when he went into the mid last year. Like, it's such a dumb move to move him forward. Such a dumb yeah, move. I, f- I find it hard to believe. It seems like Tanner Brune, logical replacement, been playing forward, bringing him along. Um, seems to me pretty obvious, and, and you just keep Timmy Torano in the guts yeah. and just doing his thing. He's so good there. Like, he- where do you where do you take Torano though? If that's if you're just like, yep, yeah, he's going to do this. Ah, where do you draft him? Knew this was coming. D- defer to Jono. Uh, look, I got Burn picking a forward, my first pick uh, last year. I'd be if I'm at the back end and he's still there, eight, nine, ten on the wrap. I'll I'm, take him there. I'm going far earlier, so I've got him at three at the minute. Overall, Oof. yep. Overall, mm. yep. Spicy, yeah. very spicy. spicy. But... Yeah, I think we've all got him number one anyway, so yeah. that's that's good. Yeah, John Oat number two. Uh, uh, Mr. Tim Duncan. I can't go past Tim him. Duncan. Yeah, mm. <laughs> Mr. Tim Duncan. I had the body issues, but, you know, they haven't been really the soft tissues. They've just been weird shit, so... Well, it, I've got him at two as well, but it has been soft <laughs> tissues and, uh, yeah. But I, I still think he's, he's such a seagull. He's going to do 100 That's right, easy. Like, and w- you're the Geelong man there, Cam. Do Geelong change up their game style from the kick mark possession to maybe a bit more free ball, high possession... Run a gun style, or I don't. They're going to keep that the same. Uh, loose call would say that I, I actually think if they change it up to a more loose style, benefit someone like Mitch Duncan because he's so good by foot, so they'd get mm. it into his hands whenever. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yep. So he'll still be good. I also have the uh, former San Antonio Spur power forward at two. 
How can you not go past him? Yeah. Uh, number three for me, uh, Josh Dunkley from the Bulldogs. Uh, we know he absolutely brained it a couple of years ago when he had no competition, a bit more competition now, but he's still going to get his midfield time. He's still going to get his possessions. He actually is a pretty good um, mark and set shot for goal. So if he can get 20, five marks, a couple of goals, there's probably 90, 95 points right there. So I'm pretty happy to take him at number three. And if there's injuries, which teams inevitably get, then he's going to get a massive bump as well. So my gut feel with this is, so three as well for me, for Josh Dunkley, uh, I'm feeling very, very comfortable with that, considering his early season form last year. I think that's... We what... had the Cindy Moses last year. Yeah, that's, uh... correct. But so before the, the Cindy, he brained, he was massive. He was so good. Mm. He was like the second or third best player in the comp. He was super good. I reckon that's more the type of Dunkley that we can expect going forward. Yeah. Yep, locked in for three as well for me. Uh, number four, I've got uh, Mr. Steele's side bum. I think with Pendles breaking his leg again, uh, it's going to change things up again. They've got a young midfield there, Collingwood. I think they are going to need some experience head with the Dacos boys and whatnot coming through. And we know he's a seagull. Um with the new coach, do they have a new game plan? Maybe. I guess they would, but Sidebomb's a quality play. He's going to be right up there as uh, a top forward in 2022. So, hot take, and, and just a thought. Uh, literally, I hadn't thought about this before the pod, right? But So, Chris Main's gone, and that was a very seagully position, and Steel Sidebottom is a fucking amazing kick of the ball. Imagine yes. if he gets the seagull position off the halfback. Well, we've always flagged that for Pendlebury, haven't we? Correct. But it's never happened. So it is possible. Where's the new coach down there? Burnsy, whatever it is. Uh, Steve, who is it? What? Um, Craig <laughs> McRae. McRae. Yeah. McRae. Yeah. Imagine, so, imagine if he gets that. But I, Jesus I don't Christ, ha- imagine answering questions. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Um, I, I don't have him there. So I've got, oh, I've got him at five. So. I've got him at nine. Oh, and why is that? I just think he'll play basically on a flank, forward flank. Okay. He'll be fine, but I think the glory days are gone. He's about 700 years old. Yeah. He's generally durable. I just don't see any upside there. I think there's upside. I think the opportunity is there. I'm not looking for upside. I'm looking for a maintain. I don't see it falling it off at all. Like 90 or whatever he averages. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. I'm... So I'm not looking for glory. I'm days. not convinced. I'm not convinced. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number five, I've got Dusty Martin. Uh, look, he's always been a solid performer. He's been one of those guys who don't miss. And that's sort of what I'm looking at when I'm doing my rankings this year is guys who don't miss. The only way that a guy like Dusty is is when Mitch Robinson absolutely bull charges him or if someone's going to, if he gets the COVID. But. That's the only way I see really Dusty missing. Like he's been pretty durable his whole career. Uh, I mean, he did average about eighty on this year. I'm going to see a ninety in him, and I'll be happy to take that. Steve, I remember last year going into the season. You know, Dusty was it was talked about as if he's going to go to another level, and everyone was really excited. And you were really excited about him at that point in time. Are you feeling similar going into this year? No. No, I got him at six. I'm just, um, he look. He's not the 
he's not the dominant player uh, he was. He he's still an amazing player. Like don't get me wrong, but you know, father time wins, and the Richmond system isn't built for great fantasy scoring. So if he and he doesn't tackle, doesn't take massive amounts of marks. So if he's not getting bulk volume possessions or disposals, I should say, he's not going to be that top top tier AFL fantasy forward. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, so I have him at six as well. Um, to be fair, but to, and to be honest, we're kind of talk like between five, six, seven, eight, nine. We're probably only talking an average difference of five anyway, right? Um, but oh, these guys are all in the same tier. Same tier. Yeah. Same yeah. tier. <clears throat> Do my top tier finish at Dunkley? I'm in another yeah. tier already. Yep. Yeah. So I, I um, like a player, but I just yeah, he's not. I mean, I'd love to see him absolutely dominate again. He's fucking amazing when he's on. But and that's the thing with all these forwards. I don't think with what we've got, they're not going. Maybe except for Taranto and Dunkley and uh, Duncan, they're not really going to brain it. There's guys coming on the way down, and there's guys on the way up. So it's just going to be a bit of potluck as to what actually hits. I think this year. I reckon there's five guys who can brain it. Okay, we'll get to a okay. couple more later. I guess. Yep. Uh, number six, I've got Stato's boy, Zach Butters. Uh, Whoa! He has... Go on. Spicy? Look, I, I, <laughs> I watched him last year when he was fit. He was absolutely brainy, similar to Josh Dunkley uh, before he got injured. And if he can replicate that um, in 2022, then I'm all for Zach Butters' season. Cam, what are you, what are you thinking? I've got him at 13. Uh, I, I think he'll be good. And I, I thought I was reaching there, to be honest. Like, I, I kind of thought I was reaching there. I think there's still... I really think Travis Boak is still good. I think Ollie Wines is still good. And I think there's another player in that midfield who's going to be probably taking up those minutes. You in thinking Drew or... Willem Drew. I, I, I think Willem Drew is probably going to be in the main center rotation and, and Zach Butters will for sure get in there. Right. But uh, I think that could cap his ceiling a little bit. Oh, I think Zach Butters is going to be given carte blanche to just run around, do whatever the hell he wants. I think. Yeah. It's interesting you say that, John. I really wanted to, one thing I've really tried to do uh, with my fantasy takes is move away <laughs> from just, I reckon mm. like going, I reckon this guy is good enough when Okay, well, let's look at Port Adelaide centre bounces, and it's it, it's really clear that it's Boak, Wines, Drew, even Robbie Gray's getting in there. Like Zach Butters was really way down the pecking order. Maybe that changes this year. Obviously, he's a developing player. Does yep. he attract the ball inside fifty? Is he on a wing? I think he can get there, but I've got him at ten, so probably splitting the difference between you two guys. So I'm maybe not sure that he's getting those bulk minutes to to push to say a, a low 90s average which is still possible obviously but yeah. I'm just trying to look at the scenario and go tell the story of how it actually maps out that he does enough to, to really get there because maybe well, I think 90, 90 for 2022 is where he'll be at that's that's what I'm yeah, projecting I just his average more has to change between last season and this season for the Zach Butters story to work out if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But like, there is, you know, it's all about that narrative, as you like to say, Stephen. 
the narrative is he gets those CBAs. Uh, where, look, we look at a Robbie Gray who is aging and has been brilliant over his whole career, but you know this could be Zach Butters years. And again, we'll wait for the preseason to start, see what happens, and then because these are all preliminary at the start at the at the moment. That's all. Sure. No, look, he's a gun, and he could yeah. fuck. He could be a top three forward for all we know. Uh, Cam, you got anything else to add on Butters? No, all good. Um, this one is based if the guy is not in jail, and that's Jordan Degoe. <laughs> <laughs> I found this guy really hard to rank, but you still got to put him in. Look, we saw him in the midfield last year, <clears throat> uh, the second half year, uh, half last year, and he absolutely brained it. Um, I can't really see him moving out of that midfield now. They've got other guys there in that forward line developing uh, nicely. And they need a bull. Um, who have they got? No one, really. So I I see Degoe playing that bull role and can be absolutely anything, really. Even some guys bitch in prison. What's that, number seven? Yes. I've got him at eight, and the only reason I have him at eight is, again, the prison take. But what happened? So, like, he gets... First of all, he hasn't been training with the group, right? And that's fine. That's, you know, he's still a great player. He gets done for assault in the States. Does he go back to the States? Of the two charges, one was dropped. I can't remember. Yeah, but the... it, it was sexual assault that was dropped and he's still yeah. got assault. So what does that mean? I, I don't quite get it. But uh, from from off the top of my head, he's so good. And <clears throat> uh, I reckon probably... He could actually be number two or three on this ranking list pretty easily, oh, to be quite honest. Possibly. Yeah. Quite possibly. I remember him at four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you draft him? I remember a few weeks ago we were saying, would you draft him? And and at the time we were like, nah, 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 sexual assault. But then that got dropped. It's all blown over. Yeah, oh, it did, didn't it? it did. So Steve, who's right or wrong? Just straight up assault. Would you draft an assault guy? You fucking would. I like to win, Cam. I like to <laughs> fucking win. Yeah. Uh, number eight. Uh, I don't want a rapist, though. I draw the line at rapey have... behavior. You can't have a rapist. Uh, Prince you Andrew. You can't. Prince Andrew. Prove, prove Prince to me Andrew. that you can sweat. Prove to me you can sweat. <laughs> uh, number eight. Uh, this is I where it starts to get hard for me. This starts to get hard for me. I've got Adam Trelaw at number eight. Look, we know he's not going to be the 110, 115 player of the Bulldogs, but he showed last year when he moved forward that he can actually still get the ball and score pretty well. Uh, I'm not looking at 95, 100. I think he's there with uh, Butters and Tagoe, like a 90, 91. Uh, he'll get his time in the midfield. We know he can rack up the, bill, uh, the ball. And they use him in explosive bursts. So a few minutes in the middle, get the ball out of the centre inside 50, whereas... When he was resting forward, we saw him in the grand final kick two or three snags in a few minutes. So, like any forward, he's going to have good games and he's going to have bad games. So, I'm pretty comfortable with Trelaw. But the only thing with him is that he misses games. He's got hamstrings like uh, crepe paper. Yeah. Father time, definitely getting him. But uh, I, I've actually got him way high. I've got him at four. And I don't feel good about it. But I, 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 I kind of think there's... Especially on last season, I, I think there's an upside to what he scored last season. Ah, it's probably a terrible take, but I, I really think he can go in, you know, ninety-five plus. 
Yeah, I've got him at five. I'm I'm with Cam. It's just the injuries holding him down for me. Yeah. Yeah. The player at the Bulldogs who I pegged to come back is Bond. Because mm. they'll probably you don't I know they picked up Tim O'Brien and blah blah blah, but they'll need a tall target in the fourth well, line, I imagine. Tim O'Brien will play defence. Do you think? I think so, because we are desperate for a key defender, like a, like a big key defender. My thoughts going with the forward line is it'd be Aaron Norton, Jamar, and if Steph Martin is fair to be um, English in that forward line. English, rolling, yeah. English part-time rucking, basically. Mm. And but, uh, I don't want to get to our Lord and Saviour, Josh Shackey, too early, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see how we go. He may come up really? later. You've got him on your top thirty. Oh, we got we got some spicy players later, my friend. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. All right, forget about number nine, ten through to twenty. Let's go. Twenty-one. <laughs> uh, number nine, I've got the Chad from Hawthorne. Chad Wingard. I think we've always had him in a top ten uh, forward list, year in year out. He'll get the job done. He'll give you some good games. He'll give you some poor games. Um, that's really it's just a vanilla pick. If I get him, I get him for Dame. I'm not too upset. So I've got him I've got him at eleven. And the good thing about the Chad, and this is you know, take it with the grain of salt, right? Because I'm saying it, but also because it's, you know, late season form and new coach and all that sort of stuff coming into New Year. But he averaged hundred and nine in the last like five games of the season. Super good. And I kind of see there was a, a, a pretty transition of where people were playing and how they were playing in the last about four games of the year to Sam Mitchell. I, I, I really think there's a Sam Mitchell, you know, transition there. And if that's the role they see him in, man, that's really good. Um, but otherwise he was kind of shit before that last five weeks. You tend to see this out. I got the chat at eleven, and you just see him. A lot of these guys, you just okay. see them in different roles as injuries crop up, and they'll fill in the mm. midfield for a month, and and sort of stuff like that. Yeah, look, that's a, yeah. a way better explanation than than my hype. Yeah, let's go with Steve's. Let's go with Steve's. and these ranks can change. It's the first week we're, of January. My yeah. God, haven't seen a game of football exactly right. Um, we got, we're starting to get to my specky picks now. Number ten. This is how fucked up. The uh, forwards. Oh, I'm going. Taron Thomas, number ten. He he had a good patch last year. Um, there is a role for him in the midfield. I think we're not going to see Cunnington there. So you say Greenwood's in there, but he's going to get that rotation which he was getting last year, and he absolutely brained it. Um, he marks. He kicks goals. Gets possessions. I like him. I've got him at fifteen, and for me. Uh... Yes, I think he can go really big. I'm just waiting to kind of see if he backs it up. But I, I'm ranking him high enough to know that he's got the potential. Yeah. I have him at eight. Whoa! Yeah. I thought I was spicy at ten. Spice? Well, I don't think much has to change for him. He no. can be the fifth midfielder, the guy who plays, starts on the flank, goes through the midfield, gets masks, gets tackles, kicks goals, wins low 20s possessions. Boom, that's your guy. It's <clears throat> great in the second half, and he's just a developing player. Give me that. What a, competition? No? No. Competition? What do you mean? Well, I think there's a few there that can kind of do the same thing. Jaden oh, Stevenson, Tom Powell, Will... Pa- Will... Phillips. Uh, other Phillips? 
you know, mm. those oh, kind no, of. I don't think they do the same. Jason thing. Horn like, Francis, you know. Yeah, maybe JH, maybe the franchise, but I would suspect that Stevenson's on a wing. If he's not, he's playing deep forward. He no, he was he was like through the mid. He, no, no, I mean next year going forward. Yeah, okay. I'm not talking. But what's about his recovery guys? like from yeah. that bloody biking accident? <laughs> no, he's fine. He's back at training. He's fine. He, okay. he had one rehab session and then he's main group. So yeah, yeah, ah, sweet as, sweet as. Uh, number eleven, I've got the Heen Dog. Um, look, we've always had him top five, never delivered, but there was glimpses there last year. There's talk of him rolling through that midfield. Uh, whether he gets it or not, who knows? Uh, again, is Sydney going to play a different game style to what they're used to? Where he gets more ball, wait and see. But um, I do love the Heen Dog. Yeah, I've got him at twelve. No. Exciting Fif- part. Fifteen. Fifteen. Same, same. Like yeah. the exciting part with Heaney is that at Sydney they've got people like Joel Armadi and those coming through that can really fill that forward void. And so, well, they've got the, they've got Laddams now. Laddams, um, you know, and you know, maybe we'll talk about him a bit later, Jono. Maybe, maybe. The only thing you get you get him in discount. He's had that one season now after that significant injury, so you're hoping he builds on that. But I, he's never going to get in that midfield on a regular basis for me. Okay. Uh, number twelve, I got Shy Bolton. Showed us last year that when he was running through that midfield, absolute scoring beast. Um, if Richmond do change up their game style, they're going to need pace through that midfield, which he's got to boot. Uh, looked really good. Uh, I was pretty, I'd be pretty comfortable to take him there as an F2. So I, I was very, very close to having him bottom 20s, but I have him at 20. I'll get him at 12. Please explain why 20 can. Uh, I, I actually think he's better forward for the Tigers to be honest like it's it's more from a gameplay perspective than it is from a fantasy scoring perspective right but I I think he's they need someone of his skill forward to the ball who can take Mark overhead but can also you know get a crumb and score a goal if they're likely to move someone like Dusty back into the mid which is the narrative that's come out of the Tigers this preseason so I that's kind of where I'm going with this. I, I, I feel like towards the late end of last season, his scores and his position is probably more reflective of where he'll play this year. Oh, I reckon they took him there because he might have just been gassed as a young fella, just couldn't keep running. It's it's week on week on week though, right? So he's gassed, you give him a week and then you put him back in. I, I think there's, mm. there's players coming through, Riley Collier-Dawson... Even Thompson Dow, you know Jack Graham, Jack Rock. Like, there's enough enough guys that can kind of do that midfield thing. Um, there's not enough guys that are fucking electric and can score those excellent goals and take those excellent marks that he does. He's super good. I just think but they need not- to win. If, yeah, if they're winning, the he's scoring. If they're losing, he's scoring shit. He got more midfield in the second half when he was scoring bad. They were just losing. Yeah, okay. I, I thought he was... Like, Dusty was their highest midfielder, highest CBA midfielder. Like, no one else was in there. Yeah, yeah, okay. I so. kind of... Yeah, okay. So, for me, I actually just see him plateauing, is, I guess, what I'm saying. If if you think... Well, I mean, does, what do you think of Richmond? Are they going to bounce back, or are they a middling yeah, team now? Yeah, I really now? don't. I, I yeah. think they're middling, and that's that's where I see the problem, right? 
He can be as good as Toby Green, but he's going to struggle if they're bottom two. Richmond are finishing bottom two. Oh, oh God. And they've already got the shitload of draft picks from all the other clubs. Well done, Richmond, on the quick rebuild. Uh, number 13, I do have Timmy English. Um, he will probably play that third forward at the Bulldogs and play backup Ruckman to Steph Martin um, if he's not injured. Uh, but if he is uh, fully uh, injured, Steph Martin, then he'll get them one Ruck. And depending on who he's playing, uh, he can score quite well against the non-dominant Ruckman. So I'm pretty bullish on Tim English next year going forward. I got him at nine. Okay. I got him at 13. Yeah. I don't know which position I prefer to have him in, because when he was Ruck, he was the same. Yes. Yeah. He was the same. Um, But with what's-his-chops Bruce out, all the defensive attention should be on uh, Norton, being the absolute superstar that he is. So English, maybe he gets, you know, a free runner, taking a bunch of marks, kicking a couple goals. Well, that's what was happening. He was taking the marks, but he can't kick for shit being a Ruckman. So, yeah. you know, if you can improve that, then we're on fire here. But, I mean, yeah, it's a weird situation. He should be good, but he's just kind of not. I think, I think yeah. you know, from a draft perspective, first of all, dual position Ruck forward, so he gets a little yeah. bit of a bonus there. But um, I, I think he can he, he can score as good as Knight. Then if he performs as good as your 13th, then you've got a great dual position ruck forward anyway. It doesn't matter. Mm. Sure. Mm. Uh, coming in at 14, I've got Cogs. Now, surely this guy cannot average 59 yet again. I mean, we've seen this guy average 105. Like, he has massive upside to him. Uh, we've, he's had the injury injury history. He's had the captaincy. He's had the captaincy stripped now. Maybe that frees him up. Um, yeah, it's stripped. It's not stripped. It's, no. They've added people. Uh, yeah. This is my narrative. He had it he had it stripped. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Man, Jono's um, narrative is harsh. <laughs> really harsh. But he was a, one of the best two-way runners in the game a few years ago. Like if his body's right, he's up there with Toronto Duncan, Duncan and Dunkley in my book. I I've got this like feeling. So I'm higher, right? But I've got this feeling that Steve is way lower on Cogs. I'm at 7. Wow. Okay, so I was at ten. I th- I thought I was high, but okay, 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 cool. Why at seven? Well, he's fine. He's at worst, he'll average high eighties and get injured. I don't see the upside of him playing through the midfield anymore. I think those days are gone. He'll get his rotations, uh, but he'll be on the flank. I would have thought. Yeah, I, I thought mum. Yeah, we're pretty conservative. Wait and see what happens in the preseason and adjust from there. Can I can I just make a point that when we get to the point of you know pick eight or whatever, and we're saying eighty is probably what he scores. Like, just take a note that it seriously drops off, right? Like that is that's it's and so it gets imp- condensed, and it, you're talking about players who switch roles and correct, and that's, and that's what happens. Yeah. Uh, at the halfway mark, I've got Jack Graham. Uh, now, we know this guy's got absolute potential. 
Richmond's midfield is old as shit. Like you've got Dusty, you've got Koch, and you can barely run anymore. Jack Graham's always played in that midfield, but as the role player, he might be tagging, doing a job like blocking someone off the ball or doing something like that. If Hardwick had any brains, Jack Graham becomes that next step up midfielder, permanent midfielder, and someone who can go quite well. Like we have seen him rack up the ball before. He gets the ball, he tackles. Um, so I'm all in on Jack Graham next year. I'm pretty keen to draft him. 17 for me and potential, like a lot of upside. He's one of those picks that oh, has yeah. heaps of upside for me, but, um, you know, could be top 10 by the end of the year, but probably, you know, I'll take, I'd be happy with him at 17. I also have him at 17. I think he's there. Well, sorry, I shouldn't say, I think he's, he screams defensive midfielder for them. Uh, not a great contested ball winner. No. Surprisingly. Hmm. Really outside. Ball winner. Yeah. In, yeah. Good tackler. Great yeah. tackler. Great. Love them tackles. Uh, coming in at 16, and purely because he's missing almost a quarter of the season, it's Toby Green. Um, I don't want to be spending a first round pick on him for a guy who's going to be sitting on the pine for, for, uh, five weeks. So Toby Green, we know what he does. Uh, it does have a tendency to miss also through injury, so it'd be interesting to see if he does get through, what's that going to be, 16 games or whatever it is, uh, without missing any more. Just injury, is it, Jono? Well, he's already missing through suspension. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm kind of, fingers crossed, he doesn't punch anyone out or hit another umpire or whatever. 14 for me, I have him. 28. What? Mm. Why? What, what's wrong with that? No, I just love the the way that you said that. You knew it was a bit spicy. Oh, yeah. I think it is. Though. No, no, <laughs> no one's gonna, no one's gonna be able to see that on on the. But it, the way he said that, he did not. He he looked happy mm. with himself. I'm I'm very different. happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's there's some smug going on. <laughs> Walk us but through. I also can't begrudge him at 28. Picking him at 28, like Walk us through. I get 28. it. I don't okay. want to fucking clog up my bench. With a guy who can't play for the first month. Imagine you get uh, a few coronavirus cases. You've got Toby Green sitting there. You can't use him. Forget about it. I don't want to deal with that shit show. Give me fit players. Talk about this every fucking year. That is when the waiver wire is at its most ripe at the start of the year. And you are just kicking it away for an 85 averaging forward. Who will never play midfield. We need to... Oh, God. It's such a spicy take because so like even it's not could, it's fucking reasonable. I don't think it is. No, it's not reasonable. So yes, it is. Do you, do you, is your grand final in the first five weeks of the year? No, but you can lose your league Damn in the first right. five weeks. Like, hey, no. John, how easy is it to make up wins once you start shit? You're very fucking hard. I yeah, fucking get. Right. I fucking get it. But you get it. Like, there's no way he's 29th on your ranking. I remember having this conversation about Michael Walters last year, where I had him like in the arse of the ranks. I, and, I agree and, with you. And it was just like, oh my God, how can you drop him so much? And he was like the 70th forward. But but there's there's a reason for that to drop from a scoring perspective. I don't think there's a reason for Toby Green to drop from a scoring perspective. No, I don't think he will drop from a scoring perspective. And, and, but and I just don't want to ham- the... I don't want to hamstring the shit out of my team. So he's the ninth best forward going into Wentworth. next year. Going into next year. Okay, is he ever going to play midfield at GWS? It doesn't matter. He didn't last year. 
Yeah, I know, but we watch it every year that players come from behind. Maybe it's not obvious right now, but maybe it's uh, Jack Graham is just a full-on bona fide mid, right? And boom, yeah. gone past him. I, d- I just think you're picking him on the average, but it's th- th- we see these guys who can't get in the midfield, they just get blown past every year. Fuck, it used to be Isaac Heaney. He starts out as the fifth best forward. By the end of the season, he's the 13th. I'm, I'm hearing you. I think... I. I, I feel 29th is low. Like, that's, you know, that's, to me, you're taking a 70. And as I was saying earlier, right, like, you, yeah, you're talking you'd someone who's... you 70 a, on your field than someone who's not going to play at all for five weeks. He's 10 points, points. He's 10 points better than a replacement forward out of the pool. I can find 75 every week in the pool. I guarantee it. Hmm. Yeah. We should only do these ranks to 20. At that point, right? No, no, I've got up to, I've got a few past the thirties that who missed the cut that we can maybe discuss. Yeah, but weren't both of you guys like guys who like drafted injury prone motherfuckers at the motherfucker? Start of the year I dra- destroyed I, your team. I, I drafted. Yeah. Wasn't this yes. you guys? Didn't you yes. learn your lesson? No, no. <laughs> Give me four Toby Greens <laughs> and and a side of Dangerfield. Oh god! Keep going. Oh, where keep going. Seventeen. Seventeen. Jackie uh, Stringer. Did you say seventeen? Yeah. Very Seven, good. Sixteen was Toby Green. Seventeen is Jakey Stringer. Uh, uh, I thought he was fantastic last year. Uh, I think Truck Rutten's going to keep him in that same role. Explosive midfielder goes forward, kicks goals. He's fine. Just the body again. Has those soft tissues. Steve. Fourteen. Midfield. Give me it. Kicks goals. Marks, tackles. And, and increases tackles. Never had the defensive game and did that last year. Essendon, team on the rise. Cam, where'd you have him? Uh, no, move on. Move on. I don't know. Where'd you have him? Who? Jake Stringer. Don't uh, tell me you didn't rank him. No, he's unranked, boys. Yeah, wow. Oh, wow. I, ha- I have him at 35. Oh, 30. oh how can you hate Toby Green? <laughs> Thir- 35. And the-, the reason I have him at 35 is because, first of all, you'll suck. And secondly, uh, who's he pushing out of that midfield to get more midfield time? I don't get it. He's far more. He's the one in there. No, no. He's far more damaging forward. But they have him in burst because he's so explosive out of that. Mid-field. Yeah, but he's not going to score the same as he is because. Oh, I think he does. Nope. You know, you know what you need in a midfield, not two Dylan Shields. <laughs> oh, that's the worst take, <laughs> dude. It's the fucking same thing. They're the same guy. I'm not. I'm not sure that's correct. I don't. No, in the I midfield, wrong, in the midfield, they're the same guy. No, they're not. Not a chance. Okay, keep going. Who, who uh, was um who was their second best in a clearance play last year? Well, you've got the stats, so go on. Jake Stringer. Okay. Eighteen. Uh, I've got bicycle boy Jaden Stevenson. Uh, I wasn't sure on his injury, but I've got him there. But Steve clarified it earlier that he made the first session there for preseason, so if all things going well. Uh, he's up and down on the high half forward wing, gets the ball, kicks snags. Um, happy to have him. 18 here as well. Six, 16. Yeah. He was good yeah. last year, really. 
Excellent. He was. Popped out like 130s. Like, yeah. Excellent ceiling. Yeah. Uh, 19, all depending on his role as Lockie Weller. Um, he could be just a sit at home, small, medium forward, or he can be, he can be anything really. He's got a wide range of outcomes uh, to what his role can be. But um, even in a not a great role last year, he still scored pretty well. What he averaged 78, 79, something like that. So I'm pretty happy with that. I I actually, so I've got him at 21, but I actually think his range of outcomes is smaller, but it's fine for where he is, you know, like it's not a, if he gets 79 again, that's probably a 21. Yeah. Yeah. I have him at 18. Is that, do you reckon he's going back? I think it's a possibility. Um, there is a spot there, so we'll keep an open mind on that. And he could also be, they'll, they'll have a defensive midfielder option. He did take center bounces last year, not heaps, but he did find some rotations. He's just a veteran player and, and with a developing team, you know, veteran players can score you high 70s. How crazy is veteran? He's 27 <laughs> a veteran, is it? Hey? He's 27 a veteran. Is he fucking 27? That's a veteran. <laughs> That's a veteran. But I honestly thought he was... 30 be veteran. What's 30 then? Fucking Masters or something, is it? I thought he was 24. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, man. This whole time. It's the hair of the beard. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. Uh, Number 20. Guy, again, got upside. Not going to be sure what's going to be happening with the return of Cam Rayner, but Zach Bailey um, has been on the upward tick the last couple of years, getting some midfield time playing a bit of forward everywhere, here and there. So if he maintains his role, uh, I'm pretty happy to get him. 75, 80 average. I'm happy with that. 16 for me. Yep. 22 for me. Yeah. yeah I don't, similar. probably don't have the upside. There's a tiny bit of upside, not a lot. I, I think a lot. there's a potential he stays in the same role for the rest of his career because he's excellent, right? And but- if he does... 22 is accurate. He yeah. should um he should actually find three points really easily. He had an atrocious uh, freeze against record last year. It was like two a game. Yeah. So okay. if he can just okay. like and it, it's normally about one point one. So if he can just clean that up a fraction, boom, there's there's three points better straight yeah. for that. Yeah, and and to be honest, that could be the difference between thirteen and twenty two in this. Right? Absolutely crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, who was that? Number twenty. Number twenty one. Connor Rosie, perennial tease. Can't we know what he can do? I'll take him with an F three as a bit of a flyer. Showed it late what he could do, um, what his role will be. Who knows? Just going to be the high half forward, floating forward with a little bit of midfield time. Yeah, who knows? But F three, I'm fine with that. Nineteen for me. Think he'll be fine. Like mm. one of those things that actually he was. I don't know if you guys watched me in Port Adelaide games last year, but he looked confused would would be it. Uh, for, for a lot of the time there. He was kind of out of position. He was doing a lot of pressure acts, but not actually picking up a lot of the pill, which doesn't translate to a lot of scoring. Um, he needs to become more of a ball winner to actually translate the talent to the score. And that, that I think, you know, hopefully we'll see this year. Yeah, I got him at 19 as well. Probably, again, don't see massive midfield time. He'll be a forward, so he's going to need to 
pull some tricks out of the bag to to get you a good fantasy score. But you just love watching him play, don't you? You do. Not a great reason to rank him highly, but I would no. not want him as my F2. Hence why I've got him at 21 as an F3. I've got him in as an F2, but I don't want it. That's not good. <laughs> I, and, and to be honest, I think he'll go way before then anyway. Yeah, be you reckon people are going to nibble him? Some, someone's going to nibble, for sure. Yeah. Uh, 22, I've got the big cat, Tommy Hawkins. I don't know, what is he, 45 now? He just seems to get the job done. I don't know, he's fine. Gives you some good scores, bad scores as a key forward. Um, yeah, I'm happy with Tommy Hawkins in my team. He's not going to average 100 or anything like that, but he'll get the job done. 30 for me. Unranked. Unranked, yeah. Okay. So you know what's like interesting going into this year as well? There were, I think, four or five key position forwards last year that were in the top 30. Like, Membry, Hawkins, you know, a few others as well. So far, we've got zero. Hawkins is usually good because he gets a few hit-outs. He gets few those hit stoppages. Outs, correct. And a few hit-outs, takes, you know, good lead-up marks, is generally pretty good. Why do you think he'll fall away? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, I just... There's... He's up down the two forwards thing. Remember, I think I was talking about it yeah, last year heading yeah, yeah, into yeah. drafts. Jam. Yeah, I just don't want teams uh, with that setup, and I'm a, probably a little bit cagey about Geelong. I know they can still win games, but I'm not sure they're getting better as a team. Yeah, okay, I won't take that personally, Jono. Who have you got next? Uh, Jay Cameron. No, uh, <laughs> Kane Lambert. I don't know why, but oh. I. Th- he always seems to get it done, but over the years, he's just slowly gotten down and down the list. But he was that guy, I'm going to say two or three years ago, he gets you 20, 25, maybe kick a goal to 88, 90 average. Now, I think there's other guys getting ahead of him, so he's becoming more of a bit player at that team. Probably going to get you 74, 75 at the end of the day. I I think that he's definitely going to get you 74 75 in the VFL. I I reckon Ooh. I reckon he, like I don't have him ranked to be honest. I, I really think he could drop out of the team this year as they continue the rebuild. I got him out as well. Okay. Like the player had a, you know, he's done well. And it's yeah. interesting Richmond, I think well when they pick teams, it's more about their system, right? Uh, um, so what they, how how they respond after last season will be interesting. Not sure a guy like Kane Lambert's long, long for the AFL. Yeah. Okay. So you think they go Hugo Ralston, uh, those sorts of guys? I, I don't know. I don't they, know. They I have just to don't have him in. They have to get games into the young guys. That's the. Uh, 24, it is Ladham Seasons 2.1 at the Sydney Swans. Uh, Going to be playing the backup Ruckman to Hickey. We'll go forward. We have seen him go forward, take marks, hit goals. He'll get his hit out. He'll get his 12, 13 possessions. I think he'll be fine. I have him at 26, and I think he could go higher uh, would, would be it. I, I think... You know, an injury to Hickey and he becomes the top 10 forward. It's There's not that much to go there. Um, 
That being said, there's some stories about Laddams being quite loose. So, you know, maybe they ease him into the Sydney system and he plays a forward. Not sure. Alright, 25. Yeah. You've touched on it. That's fine. Uh, at 25, uh, Errol Goulden. Uh, we've got the upside now. It's all just speculative picks here. Um, Shady can score. He's got some upside. Might get some midfield time um, as they're doing maybe a bit of a changing of the guard there at Sydney. So, yeah, I'm happy to take him as a bit of a speculative F3. Errol Goulden is going to be fucking amazing for keeper leagues, and I really <laughs> wish I had him. Uh, I have him in at 28, but... Uh, could be way, way, way above that. Unranked. Ooh, why? Oh, just, again, capped upside. Not sure yeah. he gets in the middle. You don't think? Other other good forwards. Oh, he could. I don't fucking know. Jesus What's... Christ, we're at 26. <laughs> we're, we're at January 2nd. I've just got other players in front of him. Do I can you... tell an easier story on. Cool. We'll, we will get to them, no doubt, Cam. Maybe next week. There are a lot of listener questions this week. My goodness. 26, again, Tom Powell. We've seen him score. Got a bit of upside. Yeah. And that footage that came out of training on Twitter just before Christmas. Wow. Fucking dick hard. Done. I, I, I love the first, the first comment, dick hard. The first comment of that was like, he burnt four people. <laughs> That's Twitter. That's Twitter though. Yeah, but like accurate. There's like three yeah. guys completely open, and he just completely <laughs> like. That's... Yeah, it looked great. Those guys would be yeah. pissed, but I also have him at twenty-seven. Hungry yeah. Tom, I got him at twenty-three. Yeah. Wow. Okay, there we go. We do like a bit of Tom Powell. Uh, twenty-seven. T Mac. I don't think too much changes for Melbourne. They get the ball inside fifty. He was fine. Um, all just comes down to whether the meat diet works for Big Tommy Mac. Unranked. Unranked. Cool. You know, like my key falls, because they're all just key falls for the rest of this listening. <laughs> Keep going, man. Keep going. <laughs> uh, 28, Jay Cameron. Can't be as shit as last year. Uh, does he get over the hammy injuries? Give us something half decent? Yeah, possibly. Possibly. I'll have a nibble. Unranked. Unranked. Western Victoria's finest. Hate to see it. 29, uh, Big H McKay, Carlton, could they improve? Jesus, what is this? <laughs> Told you. It's all key forwards. All key forwards. Uh, I think Harry McKay can improve. Probably more of a super coach player than AFL fantasy, but he can give us something decent. I don't Unranked. see it. Not, not with <laughs> I, I don't even see him getting better with Kerno coming in. Like, fit, you know. He won the Cur- the Coleman. Exactly. With 48 goals. It's it's a thing. Oh, that was my call last year too. Uh, and 30 is Jay Gresham. That guy's still alive? No, yeah. I, I, I've got him at 25, actually. Okay. I, I think he can uh, bounce back a little bit. I think he has scoring potential. Yeah, for sure. Unranked. Wow. <laughs> Well, cool. Who have you got, Steve? Who have you got that Jono didn't? So 20, Jack Martin. Yeah, like, I've got... Last t- season's the blip. 22, in, 22 here. Uh, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35. 21. Jono, you can't have him at multiple positions. That's bullshit. He was in those, that next range of 30, in the 30 yeah, to 40 range. Okay. He was in my 31. 30 to 60 tier. 
Pretty much. That which I don't is, give which a is a tear. <laughs> that is a tear. Uh, 21, I've got Jed Godison. Not that I'm convinced he's the answer, especially with Greenwood coming in, but he'll come off the bench for them, guaranteed. This and is good. Yeah. And that's good for a, a high 70s at least. So this is gonna like, this is gonna be disappointing for you both. Seven, and the, oh. <laughs> the, you want to know the reason why he's at seven? High seventies. Is that for the amount of games he plays, or what? No, no, no he'll play it. But the high seventies is actually ten, right? So we're actually talking about a threshold there of a couple of players, and he's got it there. Like if you if that's where you pick him. Sorry, if that's where you pitch him at high seventies, that's that's the rank. And where did you have Toby Green? No, it's not. Well, that, that doesn't take into account that other players can go past him. The last two years have not been kind to forwards. No, I understand that. But my problem is, I don't know that he's going to be best twenty-two automatically. That's I, my yeah, real yeah, big issue. A hundred percent. I I hundred percent think he is, and so and especially. By the end of the year, say Cunnington comes back mid-season, yep. you can't tell me that Jed Anderson is going to be a walk-up in that centre-bounce rotation. Like Simkin should break. Look at what Hugh Greenwood does for midfielders. When he's in the midfield, other midfielders just absolutely fucking bang it. Like Jai Simkin should be amazing this year. LDU will get his. Greenwood will be in there as the defensive guy. Then I think you start looking at, well, who gets the rotations? Jed Anderson falls into that category with me, with um, Taran Thomas. Probably Powell gets a snifter. And there'll be a range of, range of guys get that 10%, like they get a couple each game sort of thing. But I just don't know that he's a guy who, at the end of the season, will be doing the same at the start. So what, I, what I'm excited about with him is everything you just said almost, from a Hugh Greenwood makes mids better, you know, all that sort of stuff. I, I actually think he, what did he get, 79 average last year? And he came he came off no preseason and was injured, right? But they're like, the same guy. He's the defensive guy for them. Now he I, won't be. And he plays no game guy. time. His game time's always in the but shitter. His history is like high 70s, you know, like... A, if this it, team gets better, he gets worse. Well, I'm still not sure that's right. Okay. Well, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. You'll, yeah. hey, you'll get a bargain then. And, that, and that's, that's what I was going to say yeah. about exciting, right? Like, I, I really think people are going to undervalue Jed Anderson because he's got the Ben Keys level stank. But, you know, he could actually... I, I think there's upside there if you... Um, if you draft him, like, like sort of mid to late. I would imagine you'd want to trade him at the right time too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, 24, Sean Higgins. Just kind of fine. 31 to 60. I'm yeah. still not sure 31 to 60. I'm not, not, sure, not sure. He'll be sub, won't he? He'll get subbed out. I, I'm not sure he gets That's game. why I've got him in the 31 to 60 range. Yeah. 26, your spiritual leader. Connor Jesse. Nash! Jesse. Oh. Yeah, 31 to 60. Give me all the Jesse. 27, Cam Rayner. 23. Uh, 23? Bit higher? 
Yeah, I had him at 25 last year. and I kind... Now he's had an ACL. Fuck, why wouldn't you bump him up? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Knew it was coming. Yes, he had an ACL. Still think he's going to be great. Fair enough. Uh, 29, Daniel Rioli. Just... I like should Seagull it yeah. down there. Maybe he doesn't, I don't know, maybe he doesn't get that role. 30, I've got Luke Jackson, but I'm not convinced because I was really keen to put Michael Walters in there. I think he finds a way to get some more rotations. Especially with Mundy having that injury. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Only only difference uh, for me, two, two differences. One, if uh, <laughs> Josh Shackey gets that intercept defender <laughs> role, 29. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he'd be good. He'd be, be good if he gets it. Be really good. And uh, our Lord and Saviour, Connor Nash at 24. Mm. I think uh, if he gets that midfield role, he could potentially be a 85-plus midfielder. Sure. And we see those guys every single year. Correct. And he's mid-forward, so could be great. Can't believe we didn't get more blowback for the Jesse pick. Anyway, I thought you were I'm, about to talk about Connor Nash. I was really excited. No, I don't mind Jesse. I've got him 31 to 40. He's in my 31 to 40 range. Is that the same Next range time. then as 31 to 60? He can't have no, two ranges. <laughs> yes, I can. I can a just range squeeze him in. in a range. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's a tier within a tier. Inception. The inception. <laughs> All right, on to the listener questions. Ninja. Thoughts on Jack Gunston, mature player to settle youth coming through, oh. and Zach Butters. I'm all about uh, Gunston. Gunst- I found it really hard to rank Gunston, and he was my 31. And I, I can actually see him going up at least five or six places into the you know top 20s. He's done it before, can do it again, but you need Hawthorne to improve for him to get there. Well, what is he, 30-something? Bruce is out of an ACL. Eh. Could be. What's Hawthorne? What's Hawthorne going to be like? Like, who's going to be their main ruck getting the taps? McAvoy is thirty something. They've got Max Lynch and Nettie Reeves. Are you yeah. about to say Jack Gunston goes into the ruck? No, no. I'm just saying Jack Gunston could be eighty, or he could be fifty. Like, are they going to be winning games? Is he going to be? What's the deal? I think he can be seventy plus, which is anywhere from what he's about? twenty to sixty. That's a good tier. I think this is where you, uh, where maybe you throw in darts on guys like you, Connor Nash. I'd rather do that than draft Jack Gunston. Me too. There's more upside yeah. than, yeah. And you try hit that last year, Aaron Hall, Jack Siebel, whatever you want to call it, lottery pick. Then the uh, known quantity of despair. Russ asks, who plays the forward role while Toby Green is suspended, Taranto or Cogs? We said Taylor Tanner Brune. Yeah, I actually think I agree with Steve. I think it's Neva. And uh, what happens when he returns? Tom Green gets reduced TOG to accommodate for Taranto Cogs being back in the midfield. Oof. There is a world where one of a very big player from GWS is going to miss time. Because they show me a world, show me a world where the big guys from GWS have played full seasons at once. I get it, I I totally get it. But when we're talking about someone like a Harry Perryman, right, and a Tom Green, Tom Green is so good as an inside mid. There, there is a world where someone in that midfield is going to get, you know. Less time to give Tom Green more, and that they could... need to squeeze the greatest haircut out of that team. He's yep. gone. 
like I'm thinking, to be. yeah, for sure. AKA Lucky Whitfield. <laughs> it's a good haircut, man. Callum Ward's is better. I know right you there. want Callum Ward, but I'm not giving you that. Uh, Frio asks, is there a better one-off Simpsons character than Hank Scorpio? He's fucking wrong. It's Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. And that's it. No. Uh, clearly not. Can Jono, do you have an opinion? Um, Hank Scorpio, big fan. Big yeah. fan. Hard to go past. Cam's burner. <laughs> Looking for... Who's that? Who, who, which whose account's that? Is that? It seems like a Coxie joke or something like that. It feels It feels like a Breno or a... Who's that? Miller. Other? Miller time. It's definitely not Miller time. Who's that? Uh, Branco. Branco. Maybe Branco. I reckon. Well, I just looked at who followed him and it's like a couple of... It's all known people. Yeah. So... Anyway, Kansas looking for some forwards that'll line up in defence like Hall, Zebel, Hind, Dale, Impey did last year. A few of those came from nowhere. I'm thinking Rioli, Weller, Coleman, Henry, Bianco. Do you think any will pop? Are there others that I haven't named that might be serviceable? Who are the first few? Sorry. So Daniel Rioli, Lockie Weller, uh, Coleman from Brisbane, who I think is marked to go there. Uh, Liam Henry... Uh, Trent Bianco. No, the first three absolutely could be a, a chance, but um, only probably Weller of those is, you know, safe or safer in in drafts. And the the latter two, I wouldn't think Bianco's going back. I think he'll stay forward. Yeah. Yep, agreed. Well, you, well, you guys mentioned Shacky and Tim O'Brien, so there's yeah, a couple. Yeah, there's a couple there, right? Uh, Shacky. He kind of did it last year. Is he going to do it again? Who, Jono, you're a Bulldogs afici- g- goon. Supporter, member. Aficionado. I went for that word and I couldn't hit it. Um, That's what happens when you have 14 cans. 15, Stay in your lane. 15 Stay in your lane. <laughs> um, who have they got? Who's there? So, Eastern Wood, gone? Well, they've got... Well, if you're talking defenders, you got... Gardner and Cordy will probably play lockdown. I reckon O'Brien plays the lockdown role. Alex Keith. Um, then you have do have Shacky, and then you've got your smaller mid-sized Bailey Dale, Jarays, Croziers. I mean, Johansson's gone forward now, so it, it is going to be a bit of a watch, probably with because um, Keith can be an interceptor, but he has played lockdown, so he could be the one that switches up to be that interceptor because he did that at Adelaide when he was there. I think if Shacky doesn't play intercept defender, he's probably not going to play AFL. Because he, he can't get a run in a forward line, so it's it's there or not. Steve, what's next? Daniel asks, Butters, Graham, Snelling and Nash, we didn't even touch on Snelling, where do you think they will go draft-wise and will they take the next step, especially the first two in Butters and Graham? See, everyone loves Butters. He's going super early. Yeah, but they go super early. Jack Graham, um, he could be potentially a bit later on. Um, depends on what sort of salary cap hype he gets um, going forward, but you can probably get him your middle rounds with no fuss whatsoever. Graham, Graham will be a slider until the mock draft site is out because everyone's going to take him early. On that, but I, I think he's a really good pick. And Connor Nash, I think he's going to be super late. No one's going to think of it. 
So and Snelling, Snelling actually, you know, he's averaged 79 last year. Um, you could get him real late because I don't think people are worried about Snelling at all. But if he does what he does uh, this year, he'd be a great pick late. That, no, I disagree. There's no upside for Snelling. No upside, but if he averages 79 there's, again... There's none. I, I really find it hard to believe he averages 79. Wait, I'd see. agree with Cam. Not that he's a bad player. That, yeah. Like, scoring scoring less doesn't mean you're worse. Yeah, correct. No. So, I'd, I'd imagine Butters will go 35, 40 pick. Yeah. Graham, yeah. Graham I think, will go probably about 75, 80. Which is, and, and to be honest, they could score the same, which is yeah. where, you know, where the value is, right? Sure. And the other ones, yeah, probably double digits. Gabe asks, can we trust Cogs? What does he score this year? We've talked about that. And I, I'm comfortable with saying I got him at ten. I'd, I'd be happy ranking him earlier. I think he can go, you know, ninety five plus. Yep. Carla, oh sorry, Johnny, you had a take. No, no, just yeah, I'm happy with that. What Cam said. How much forward time versus mid time for Zach Bailey? Uh, Joe Danaher average prediction. And there's a couple other questions, but we'll touch on Zach Bailey first. Forward time, mid time. Uh, 65-35, maybe 70-30. I think the big thing here is, do we think it'll... Do we think it will affect his score significantly? And, you know, you can change a 5% to midfield, change 10% to midfield. Will it affect his score significantly? Probably not, would be it, because there's so many other people in the midfield who are going to be vying for those possessions at the same time. So I, I, I really think, you know, if you're drafting him to be a M, oh, sorry, F3, you're probably in a good spot. I'm less convinced on his upside. I just don't see it happening. But yeah, you got Rainer coming back. You got Berry coming back. There's no Correct. midfield time. There's no. Oh, there'll be slight rotations, but all yeah. that time's gone. It should be flank or bust. You'd love him to go back. That'd be the dream. He won't. No, yeah, way. I know he won't. Yeah. He won't. Uh, Joe Danaher average predictions. Seventy. Seventy-five. So yeah, it's fine. And Carla also wants to ask about Finn McRae, just in response to a different question. Do you think he has much job security? And if so, midfield or forward? He's very confusing. Yeah, good in the VFL if you play that format. Yeah. I think he's going to play a few games, to be honest. But um, yeah, he's very good last year, but I, I wouldn't put him, I wouldn't be drafting him this year. Yeah, I think he's a midfield. It's probably a keeper question. Yeah, more more keeper. And and you'd hold him for sure. He could be an absolute star in the next probably ten years. Pretty sure Collingwood had one of the widest uh midfield rotations in the league last year, so he'll probably get a spell in there at some point. Yeah, for for sure. Wouldn't have thought it'd be consistent. Tom, I see Sim can take another step forward this year. Do you agree? And where will I have to draft him to get him? Third round maybe? I don't know what he averaged, but yeah, there's a bit of upside there, maybe. I think there's heaps of upside there, but the question is, do you want to chase it? Yes, because like, yeah. if it, you know, you know what's going to happen next year. There's going to be someone who, there's going to be a, a Ben Keys type person 
right? He's 105 uh, last year, 108 last year, right? But it's Ben fucking Keys, and he'll slip <laughs> really fucking far. But there's mm. no one else who's going to take those points. So he's still it's gonna, probably... It's going to get to the point, it's like, it's just, who do I take? He's there, I'll take him. Like, well, when there's nothing the left Cam to take, you just take him. The Cam Guthrie factor yeah. is it, right? There's a... We're going to need that in the kit, right? But there's a... There's Copyright. A, a hunt, copyright. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a point where people are going to look at Simkin and say, he's got upside through the tee. Could be a 110 midfielder. But they're going to pass on someone who probably, you know, and or maybe reach higher than someone who is probably more stable. When I... Um, look in my in my rankings at the start of the season. I always try to figure out a few players who have the upside to be the number one player in the game, like a Took Miller sort of did this year. Jack Steele, blah blah blah. I see that for Jai Simpkin. The other player wow. who I also saw that with is Andy Brayshaw. Big difference between the two. No one is going to tag Jai Simpkin. Look at his back half; no. it was phenomenal. Yeah. Mm. So. Do, would you, would you take him over a Ben Keys? Yep. Oh, that's a good question. It probably yes. I, I'd probably hope that that yeah. It's kind of funny because Ben Keys probably won't get drafted where his average was. Simkin will probably yeah, they'll probably meet in it. the middle. That's it. Probably depends what my team looks like. Oh, it's, it's a come on. I'm just yeah. I mean, Keys was amazing, right? I don't want to hate on it. It's just there's some players you, you really it. I don't know. You can't believe it. I can't. Fuck. Good for him. Yeah. But who's taking the points away? No, man. Macarouch is never playing football again. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's never happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oof. You hate to see it. Next question. I don't want I, Yeah, I just don't want to do the pot anymore. Uh, Frio <laughs> asks, why are we bothering when this offseason is likely going to be the potato bakes dream of Chouse? Thanks to COVID. Chaos. Yeah, why are we... Bl- yeah, Chouse. Chouse. Dick the Chouse. Is Rosie going to deliver? <laughs> Been hyped ever since his first year and yet to break out in DT if he pushes up to the wing like Long Longmuir mentioned. Longmuir? Did Rosie get traded to Freo? Oh, sorry. Interesting. Oh, this, is, this is a separate question, sorry. And if he pushes oh. up to the wing like Long Longmuir mentioned, Liam Henry or Smokey. Yeah, sure. Liam Henry, massive smoky, have met unranked. Thirty to sixty. <laughs> but, 30 to but 60. it could be great. Yeah, like it could, could be have. really it could be really great. He's in my classic team at the moment. Oof. Is Rosie gonna deliver though? I think he's gonna be the high Isaac Heaney of the next of the new generation. I don't think he can take an overhead mark like Isaac Heaney can. That's the problem with him. So it's you know, if he can't play that lead up forward, what's he gonna but that's why he'll be the tease of the next generation. But it's, he'll, get the, he'll get the hype every year, but he won't deliver. But it's a different problem, right? So he, he Well, it's the same shit, different smell. No, very different problem. Like, he can win the contested ball. It's do they want to throw him in there or do they want to keep trying him up forward so that he can become that Isaac Heaney player? And I don't think he can. It's the, you know, I, yeah, I, I, they, I think yeah, it's... I see what you're saying, but yeah. yeah. Taylor asked Jack Martin to bounce back. He's dead to me, that prick. Oh, God. It's every year with me and Jack Martin. 
What yes. do you have them against, Steve? 20. 20. So <laughs> discount. Real real good discount. Bagging. F3. F2, F3, yeah. I've got them F4-ish. Yeah. Odin, have you guys ever shat in the shower? Johnny, you have to have oh. shat in the shower. You waffle proud, stomper. Proud. <laughs> Never waffle stomped in before. I reckon Cam's the, uh, the secret waffle stomp. Really not. Like it's not in my not in my wheelbag, Jono. I feel like you're the kind of person though. Like, how do you? I reckon. Do- I reckon Dossie would be a waffle. No, Mike can. Yeah, he comes he... all across his clean cut. He, he'd piss in the shower. He'd piss on his turd and then stomp. No, because he Mike... eats too many. Like he's a vegan, so he'd be eating lots of nuts that are like. Oh, okay, it's fucking foot. straight through. That's all the fiber. Just no, it'll, it'll just be sitting on the drain like big pebbles, and I don't know. My my concern is the accusations flying from John. I mean, like it's he's pointing fingers everywhere. He's fucking a waffle stomper, man. We've never we've taken uncovered a shit in the shower. In my uncovered. Life. Never taken stomper. a shit in my life. Well, taking a shit, but not in the shower. Wow. See, lying everywhere. Absolutely. <laughs> Timmy asks, Jack Gray, forward eligible, discuss. We have, we have, yes. we've talked about Jack Gray a lot. Good, very good. Pack and Sand, draftable forward depth in my keeper league is iffy, love your thoughts on a few available in Snelling, SPP and Neil Bullen, none of them really excite. You're damn them, right. Don't <laughs> <laughs> perfect way to describe I'd it. Draft Jesse, Jesus, why would you pass on Jesse? I'd... Be taking Sam Palpepper of those three. Ugh, does not inspiring, is it? No, but it is not. Uh, biggest upside. Come on. There's a few He's... guys I like late, and that is uh, Burnsy from St Kilda, and yeah, uh, what's his name? Sparrow from Melbourne, Captain Jack. Tom Sparrow. Yeah, he's a good kid. Do do unicorns? Do unicorns? Is that right? Does Jeremy Cameron improve on 65 average or is last year's output what we can expect from now on? He can improve. Uh, I think he can improve, but I'd say ceiling. Not a lot. 75. Yeah. Yep. The big unk. Rosie, more midfield time. (laughs) Laddams to average 85. Golden to keep projecting up. Is that Golden? Golden. Yes. To Golden and Laddams... Yeah, you know, potentially yes. Of course he well. can. If he gets the rock roll, yeah. sure. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. And who was the first one? Rosie. Yeah. No. They all love Rosie and Butters, man. They do. Do unicorns again? Is this the year that the likes of Oscar Allen and Todd Marshall improve to seventy plus? No. I Todd can... Marshall. I think Georgie Artis will go ahead of him by streaks. Uh, Oscar Allen needs. Kennedy and Nick Knapp to go away for him to have any chance of doing that. I can see a world where Oscar Allen is like top 15, actually. I think he can be really, really, really fucking good. And it's not going to take that much for him to get there. I would agree. I'd put If I was putting chips on either of them, it'd be, it'd be Allen. Mm. Steve asks, Afternoon Stallions. Weird. Never been called that before. No, that's a new one. That's weird. Uh, last year we saw the return of the tall lumber to fantasy football. Did we? To due to the rule changes, do you think this is here to stay? Keep up the ear porn. Thanks, Steve. All, all that changed. So it was like the first four 
rounds where Taylor Walker and a few other forwards were dominating, like really dominating. And then coaches figured out how to you know, counter that. Block the hole? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it, and <laughs> Put a man just, back down. It just stopped. Like Taylor Walker went from being a you know, hundred number one player in the game. Yeah, number one player in the game to being a player in the game. Like it's just to being a racist. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> what a change! Well, the tip we don't, we don't, we, the tip we don't draft you on the draft because that's rapists and racists. Yeah, it's, it's correct. One letter yeah. different. That's crazy. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Zach asks. Uh, last question. I consider Jade Gresham a lock. Thoughts, Jono? You're a bit keener on him. Yeah, speculative. See what he does in the preseason. I've got him there at thirty. It's a bit conservative, or probably maybe even a bit higher than conservative. But you know, we know what he can do. Uh, he was playing midfield before he popped his Achilles, so we'll wait and see. Um, don't have high expectations of him, but again, he's a watch over the preseason. I think. I think the thing to watch out for for Gresham was before his Achilles was a back. Right. He had the stress fracture, yeah. So he had a back into an Achilles, and he's recovering from the Achilles. Like, is a What's little the fitness base. But I think there's, I I had him at twenty five. I feel like there's a not a lot that has to go right for him to get in that range. So you're on Gresh. I I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I'm off. Yeah. Don't don't on, see him getting back a little in bit. that midfield. I think he'll be there. Okay, for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll have a nibble if, if the price is right. Don't know how he got forward status. That's a sham. Yeah, champion data. It's like when it's Jack sham. McRae got forward status and he kicked two goals a year before. Fucking awesome. <laughs> anyway, that wraps up. Anything else? Final thoughts, guys. Wraps up the forwards rankings. Thank Christ. My goodness. I think there's going to be a lot of good lottery picks this year. For yeah, players. for sure. Absolutely. They'll come out of nowhere and um, score. Use your waiver pick wisely. <clears throat> no, no Will Brody. No Will Brody. 31 to 60. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny with all the opportunities over at Frio and it was just like, nah. Nope. Nah. Not nope. him. Nope. Nope. We've done... Uh, you, yeah, you, you can give me... Jack Martin again, but Will Brody's done it just too many times. Yeah, I'll t- I'll take Harry McKay and Will Brody. Put it that way. mate. You put you you'd be putting the uh, who's that big fella? The Tabiner. You'd put the Tabiner in before you'd put in the Will Brody. I'd take Lob over. Will no, Brody. I'd take I'd take I'd probably take Brody in that range with like Jeremy Cameron and Gresh and Walters and Tabiner and Tabiner. <laughs> Remember when Tabna <laughs> averaged like 86 off nine Yeah, games? I know. Yeah. <laughs> do you think Fremantle are going to be good? Yeah, I really do. I, I don't know if they'll be good, but certainly improve. I think they'll be great, actually. I think they'll be really good. Okay, you heard it first. Free for the premiership. Get around it. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be ranking our top, oh, what do you reckon, 40 midfielders? I'll give you sure, a 47. 50. 47. 50. 50 69. 67. <laughs> No, we'll do 40. Fuck you, Cam. You don't make the decisions here. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back next week with more Draft Doctor. Stato's working on his list already, so, you know, crazy. He'll be prepared. Jeez. Bring in the fire. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.